0: Yes, I think it's all about getting the buy-in, the alignment from, you know, top management stakeholders, because especially with a global rebranding, there's a lot at stake. And if things go wrong or are wrongly communicated, you know, that affects more than just the organization
1: Welcome to season two of the Stakeholders Podcast. In this season, we'll focus on the important topics of our world, how stakeholders are affected by these topics, and the actions we can all take to push society in the right direction. Today, we're joined by Andy Vies. Andy is an exceptional uh, marketing uh, creative director, and I really wanted to talk to him today a little bit about his background and uh, the many stakeholders that he's interacted with. Uh, Andy, thank you so much for being on the show today. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you
0: do? Sure thing. Thanks for having me, Andy. It's always good to be in Andy's company. Um, As you can probably hear from my accent, I'm originally from Switzerland. I'm Swiss, but I've spent the majority of my working life in the United States. I've spent 12 plus years in New York and currently I'm based in L.A., I'd consider myself a creative, strategic, and analytical marketer with a startup DTC mentality, rebranding, and growth experience, Um, and I have international know-how. I had started my career um, back in Europe within a multi-brand showroom environment, working for different brands promoting them PR and marketing-wise. I was with DVF in the early 2000s when she was still small and less corporate. Um, I worked with Unilever for three years. Eventually, back in, in the States, back in New York, I joined Select World, a global advertising agency with seven offices worldwide. Did that for six years, got recruited into SWIMS, which is... a uh, I was on the brand side, a uh, Norwegian lifestyle brand, and for the last uh, one and a half years, I've been consulting with Eschels, which is a at leisure slide sandal company that designs for circularity and will produce in l a.
1: And I think it's really interesting talking with you early on because you had uh, so many different uh, roles that you were part of while you were kind of like director of marketing. And I really kind of was really interested to hear what it's like to work in, um, you know, a direct to consumer company as the head of marketing. Can you tell us just kind of like how you wrangled the stakeholders that you were involved with and just the general uh, life of
0: the head of marketing? Sure thing. I think both that select world, the creative agency world, and then it swims working with a large group of, of stakeholders um, is not that easy, but it's um, super exciting. Obviously, not as tricky in both incidences because with different locations, different time zones, different languages that were spoken, um, but obviously. I love my job or love my jobs uh, because you're just exposed to so many different peoples within people within the organization, um, and you learn about them, their roles, and sometimes about their backgrounds and cultures. Um, yeah, it's not always easy to deal with different stakeholders because obviously everyone has different ideas, different opinions, especially. As they run their departments or their local businesses, but uh, I think if you put clear definitions on projects and you scope the work and let everyone know what what's to expect, what teams are being um, needed, what what are the timelines, what are the budgets, but then also what happens if we change just the smallest thing? Does that uh, implicate or complicate the process. And then I think at the end of the day, it's always reminding people what the global or what the overall strategy is and, you know, for everyone to act, um, you know, in the company's best interest. And I think in the, in my role as a marketing, as a marketer, as marketing director, um, you know, As a marketer, you should always listen. Listen what people have to say, what the market has to say. Um, And often, you know, you have the answers right there um, and you can execute against it. Uh, And last but not least, you know, communication. I think it's key. Making sure that everyone knows what's happening. Um, Everyone needs to be involved and... Be aware of like the the milestones that happen as you go through a project from early stages to, you know, getting ready for a launch, launching, and then eventually everything that happens once the product has been launched and, you know, especially the end consumer or internal and external stakeholders can get a hold of the product or service, so it's like a, you know, making sure that the whole holistic three hundred and sixty experience, um, you know, is flawless.
1: Yeah, and it's really interesting. Like a couple of things got my uh, got my ear with what you were saying. The first is how, as a bigger organization, you can't just be as agile as if you're in a smaller team. And I think that um, from what I've seen uh, is that a lot of companies that are growing. Still try to keep that agility of the smaller team, but they don't plan enough beforehand. And it kind of sounds like you did that pre-planning to be prepared for those changes during the actual process.
0: Yeah, I think it sounds maybe a little bit overused, but planning, 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 planning—you know, like that's what's going to make a pro, pro, yeah, that what's going to make you successful. If you don't plan, you know, you, you forget things, you forget to inform people, things fall through the cracks and you, you want to avoid that at any cost.
1: Yeah. And, and I think what really uh, was really interesting to me uh, was that you were involved with a huge rebranding project uh, at your time uh, in um, uh, with or WISE, right? WIS, yeah. <laughs> I apologize. Um, okay
0: you know, the first one. <laughs> you know, happens every day. <laughs>
1: and but what was that like to, I mean, you already kind of spoke about some of the issues, but uh, I feel like this would be a great example of some of your biggest successes and maybe some of your biggest kind of downfalls during that process. I'd love to hear about that. Um,
0: I mean, yes, I think it's, All about getting the buy-in the alignment from you know top management stakeholders because especially with a global rebranding there's a lot at stake and if things go wrong or are wrongly communicated you know that affects more than just the organization so i think going back to what i mentioned before you know planning planning is key crucial to everything and then You know, like making sure that you have the support of all the offices that we can launch on time, that we have the resources that we need. And especially with the rebranding, it's, you know, like a new visual identity. So you work with the creative team, you have legal and finance implication, working with the CFO and his team uh working with the in-house strategists but then also you know like building a network of freelancers and vendors that can come in and do some um additional help um yeah to get the product the, the, the project up and running as soon as possible and within given timelines
1: yeah i didn't even think about bringing in legal and any of those other um departments you're talking about when you talk when you're doing a rebranding
0: yes that was like important because you know in especially as we were in office with seven offices in different countries maybe you know the new name or versions of the name that we had in mind before you know were not available or um we had to make sure that in a c- category of communication advertising you know we could own the trademarks to a certain name and then as well with like you know like maybe not as uh crucial as legal but then down to like social media channels you know making sure that the name is consistent through all the different channels that you have the same handle um throughout the different platforms it's yeah the the there's a lot of work that goes into it to make sure that, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you show up as one new brand.
1: Right. Right. Well, Andy, I really appreciate you coming on and telling us a little bit more about your background and your experience. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we sign off today?
0: Uh, good question. <laughs> Um, no, I think at the moment I'm just excited to see, given the the current circumstances that we're in with COVID and working from home, you know I'm excited to see uh, what kind of new brands, what kind of innovations will come out of um, the last eighteen months, and you know to see what's being changed and all the promises that were made maybe by bigger companies you know are they going to stick to their word or are things going to go back to as they were before so i'm interested to see what's going to happen over the next 18 months
1: yeah it is going to be interesting i have been seeing so much different conversations happening all over online and it's um you think it would get less divisive but i feel like i'm seeing the opposite <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah this maybe let's have a let's do a little bit of wishful thinking
1: <laughs> <laughs> andy thank you so much i appreciate you making me not the only andy on the show and that I was see, a
0: pleasure <laughs> thanks for having me my,
1: absolutely have a good one bye
0: cheers bye bye